Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Look, I've been trying to think of a different way to bring this podcast in. Something a bit more upbeat and cheerful maybe. Okay, so Stu's with me, as you all know by now. Uh, but I've got a new intro and I'm going to test it out, see what Stu thinks, if it's nice and bright and cheerful. So, what we'll now do is hello and welcome to the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. Interminable faculty, socials become something of a delight. Thy we'd abscond to a quiet table and lose ourselves in a riveting discussion, a passionate debate. Is that nice and snappy, Stu? Yeah, did you get that out of chat GPT? <laughs> no, I got it from a game we'll be talking about in a little ah. bit. <laughs> I think we should, yeah, we should be leaning on uh, ChatGPT to write most of our scripts for us, as if we have a script. <laughs> yes, yeah, who would actually get a script then? I know. Um, yeah. The other one I could have gone for was in the howling darkness of the end, men will become monsters, but hope will ride those courageous enough to carry the flame. Bloody hell! Who writes this stuff? Good lord. Oh, well, it'll be, mate. It, it will all make sense. It will all make yeah, sense. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Just quickly, before we do get yeah. going, though. Um, if I didn't have, if I had any doubts about my ADHD, uh, I think I put those to bed at the weekend. Just gone. Uh, because I don't think normal people decide on the Saturday night that the Sunday morning they're just going to drive up to the other end of the country to watch a 90-minute football game. <laughs> Probably not that often. No. Uh, but yeah, no, we decided just to make an impromptu trip to Prenton Park in uh, Tranmere to watch Liverpool women play um, uh, on Saturday night and decided to go Sunday morning and day trip it. That's really cool, um, though. It's nice. It What's brilliant it about that is that everyone's on board, like everyone gets excited and enthused about it. That's really cool. It's good to be able to do that. And we managed to convince Edith she was still only going training yeah. Uh, right up until she saw one of her friends in the pub beforehand. <laughs> um, and it was, I tell you what, it was a brilliant game of football as well. Liverpool won a game they probably were never expected to win. Um, and it was brilliant. Nice. Um, and it was her first time at Prenton Park as well, which was nice. Um, she's never actually been to Prenton Park before. Um, cool. We've done all the away games pretty much, bar one. But yeah, it was the first time at Prenton Park. Excellent. Yeah, it seems, so, seems like that was a lovely. great time. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, I uh, just wanted to get out there out there, um, just to show I'm a good football fan. <laughs> Definitely. No, but that's really cool. Uh, it's always good to hear by people having a having a nice, fun time as a family. I know that sounds really kind of sentimental, but it is it's good. It's just it's yeah. it's not easy oh, to achieve, it's, so it's good. No, it's needed. I mean, we go without for lots. The kids don't get much, unfortunately, because we can't really afford it. And do you know what? We're going to eat like, we're eating like, just like plain pasta and shit for most of the, for the following, following week and stuff like that. But it's worth it just to put smiles on the kids' faces because it's, as we said before, it's not the kids' fault that the country's going to shit. No, most definitely not. No, bless them. Uh, talking of shit, <laughs> video games are shit. Are they? Yeah, some of them are. Apparently. Uh, that Tears of the Kingdom, 7 out of 10. Oh, yeah. It's a 6 six out of 10, probably all day for me. <laughs> oh, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. Come on, we know yeah. it'll be good, but it's a 7 out of 10. <laughs> um, I am really looking forward to it. But no, I I don't have it, just for the, the benefit of the audience. Um, so, yeah, Brad is very unlikely to, to play it or play it much. Um, 
certainly within a reviewable time period. I am, but I haven't got it yet. So, yes. By the time we talk about it, you'll already have made your mind up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes, if we do talk about it, it's not going to be in a classic kind of, oh, this is what it's like, and this is this, 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 and this. It'll be more like what it makes, you know, makes me feel rather than what the game is actually about. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, for the old engagement, we'll name this episode Tears of the Kingdom 7 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to be to a stage where we're getting a DDoS attack because we gave a video game review score people don't agree with. <laughs> yeah. Means we've made it. True. That's very true. Uh-huh. Let's aim- I need the clicks. Yeah, let's aim for that. Definitely. Uh, but hey, instead of games we haven't been playing, what have you been playing, Stu? Oh, actually, wait, I can't remember the order we said. I think I said I'll go first. <laughs> so, save me, Stu. Yeah, yeah. Ask- so, what have you been playing? Um, I've been delving into the world of inside computers um and the people that live inside the computers uh back in the 70s 70s yeah um, i've been trained i've been playing tron identity ah now i don't mind tron obviously when i was younger tron was the coolest thing ever okay you know neon suits with lights on them and light 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 cycles and all that kind of thing i think i even had a tron video game that was based around the light cycles that was really good i played it on the commodore with one of my uncles it was brilliant um and yeah tron's cool but it's also not cool anymore really um but when you put mike biffle in charge of a project you kind of have to sit up and take notice um, yeah. and Mike Biffle basically has made a Tron game it's a detective visual novel type affair um, which I won't say much about in terms of story because again it's one of those you've got to go into it as like knowing as little as possible to get the most out of the story but it's got a lot of stuff to do with Tron in it because it's a Tron game so if you know the law of Tron you're fairly caught up and stuff goes on and you do stuff and then there's mystery going on and it's a lot of visual novel, a lot of reading and decision-making. Um, and you play someone, I think he's called Query, um, and he's a detective program. And you've got to uncover of a mystery of kind of what was taken. Something, something's been taken and you've got to work it all out. Who was involved, that kind of thing. Um, and considering it's a visual novel with a lot of just reading and making what seems like binary choices, it flows together really, really, really well. And it feels like, okay, I suppose almost the evolution of the old um, Ian Livingstone books. Again, I think we've mentioned these with other games before. It really feels like this is what this those have evolved to, yeah. but they feel a lot more coherent now because you've got the visuals and it's now clever ways of tying it all together. It doesn't feel very as much of, ah, oh, turn to page 15 and then read that and make decisions. It just flows a lot more naturally. Um, and considering I've never really cared much about the story of Tron, I just thought we had cool aesthetics. This is the first time I've done anything to do with Tron and actually cared about the story. Yeah. It's got lots of little puzzling elements in it as well. So it's not just reading. There's lots of little bits that keep you really engaged really, really well. And I'll say it again, Mike Biffle is one of my favourite developers and he's done it again. Not his best title ever, but another licensed one he's done following up um, John Wick. That just, it's brilliant. It does a really good job of what it's meant to do. Yeah, it's a really, the, the Tron sort of 
IP, if you like, it's a really good platform for games, obviously, because the, mm. the, the original film, people were playing games within... They were playing games in the real world, they went into the computers, and then they were playing games in the virtual world. And, yeah, the disc thing is great at the formation of a good game. The light cycle's even better. I've only ever played two Tron games. One is, um, uh, like, a browser game where you use like you you play the light cycle thing with the with the key you know with like the arrow keys uh which was really good fun you know it's just a free in browser game uh great to play when you're supposed to be working um in an office and the other one was tron 2.0 which came out decades ago on the pc and look yeah looks really lovely i think it probably still looks lovely because it's very simple but um yeah, it's a rich ground. I don't think it's probably been exploited as well. I played the disc. Oh, played three. I played the the disc one the, on the in the arcade. Yeah, as well. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one where you both on different platforms. Yeah. And... yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's fertile ground. I would never. I, I I try every now and again to get into visual novels. I just can't do it. I just don't enjoy them at all. So I won't be touching this one. But I know it sounds like it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I kind of. I keep saying I don't do visual novels. I do. Um, I think the problem I've still got is I look at visual novels and just think of like waifu type things, which doesn't help. Uh, where they've yeah. moved, obviously, the, most of the ones I've played are waifu type games. They've actually sort of like like coffee talk. I think is absolutely brilliant. And this, 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 this works really, really, really well. Um, so they've moved on. They need. I think it's just the term visual novel um, is a bit creepy. Um, and I don't mean that in a nasty way because I know there are people that enjoy the subject matter of what the original visual novels were. But it almost needs a new term to sort of like give it the respect it deserves as a genre. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because it's much more than that, isn't it? They're not just visual novels. They're still games. You know. Yeah. They're much more immersive than that. So, yeah. 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 It could do with being rebadged. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a Biffle game. But no, he does more than just that, does Mike Biffle. Mike Biffle, do you know what? He He's he's always reinventing himself, always keeping things fresh. Um, and I, I really do respect everything he's put out um, because I don't think he's got many duds in his library. So, fair play. Absolutely. So, from... Inside computers with 2D visuals to robots, Stu? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's got a, a very similar aesthetic to the classic Tron. Uh, yeah, I've been playing the 3D Don't Die Mr. Robot demo. And yeah, yeah, mixed, mixed thoughts. Um, but gameplay-wise, yeah, it's a corker. It certainly seems to be... I don't think I'm playing it very well. I think I'm a bit naff, and, and uh, I, I'm not sure if if I'm needing to recalibrate what I do. But I don't remember the original game very well because I played it a little bit, and it didn't really catch for me for various reasons. But um, this one really has. But so what's what? And you can correct me if I'm wrong because probably am. What, <laughs> what seems to be different and the uniqueness of this, as it's essentially the same. You know, platform uh, of yep. game is that your view is because it's fully 3D and because you rotate the platform to view it 
so the platform that you're on. So you're on a grid, but it's you know, it's not grid based. It's just a, a platform. Uh, you have to move the camera around to see what's coming at you. You can't see the whole play field at once. And <clears throat> there's vignetting so that you you can't even really use your peripheral vision. You have to shift the camera so that where you're going is going to be you know, in focus and so that you can actually see it. Now, you can leave it fairly static, but you will get killed really fast. Um, so there's this... It's it's really hard, <laughs> in a good way, mm. but really, really hard because you have to have... You have to use your peripheral vision really well, but you have to also be really precise and it's full analog movement. And you have to also shift the camera so that you're looking at what the threats are going to be. Um, now, all of that is really cool. It's very hard, but it's it's very engaging. Uh, it's really very tightly designed and uh, I'm re- really, really impressed with that, that, that design. But a couple of very, very big technical things one is a design choice not a aesthetic choice but like a game design choice and um, one is a big technical thing so the the game design choice there's no instant restart and hopefully this is just the demo because you can get into the arena and die in seconds yeah and then you're going back to the menu and pressing play and seeing the intro and you know the intro to your character and that's really slow and it does, it's not much, it's like five seconds, but you can die instantly. So there's a lot of, like, that's really, really poor design. You need to have instant restart for a game like this. And sort of aligned with that is it runs desperately badly on the deck. Um, I've not played it on my computer oh. yet, but absolutely terrible. There's a, there's a level of... When it starts each time, and bear in mind, as you die a lot, you start a lot. Um, yeah. It there's massive lag and slowdown while it gets going and it struggles to maintain 40 fps more you're more often at 30 it doesn't seem to do 30 very consistently either um it often chugs along at 20 frames per second so it's got a real problem with its engine at the moment that i that i see especially i mean i can't comment on what it's like on a full fat PC but as this is something that you assume is going to be on Switch it looks like it needs a lot of work on its engine to be quite honest with you Um, I'll do some more digging and it's only a demo but it's a real concern because it takes away from because reactions are so important you can't have input lag in a game like this you really can't It's it's got to have immediate response and it's not there so it's a great game really at the moment let down by some really big technical issues so i i've not played the demo um and i'm gonna buy this regardless uh because the original games are giving me so much and i've been lucky enough to get all of them on review um, and i feel like i've got i should give back to the developer at some point um, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to buy this site unseen. But I do have my concerns, which is what does the 3D bring that adds to the game? Uh, because the 2D top down, smooth as butter, does everything you need it to do. It's 
there's no such thing as a perfect game, but it's one button gaming. Um, I, I've said before, I think when I've spoke about Don't Die, Mr. Robot, it does that thing that made Super Monkey Ball just perfect to play because you've only got to show someone it's this, this, this button or this, this stick, and that's how you play the game. You move. Um, and it's as simple as that. Uh, adding the 3D to it, does it make it harder to judge? Um, will I struggle because I, I don't see in 3D because of my vision? Um, there are a few things that concern me. And if it is just the same game in 3D, are you actually taken away from what makes it brilliant in the first place? Um, I don't know. Um, but I, I get your concerns. I'm hoping the performance concerns are just be like the demo is obviously it's going to be an early build, early-ish build of it. So I'm hoping it's that um, because the videos of it running look really smooth. So again, I'm just hoping it is a thing, maybe not optimised on the deck yet or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so in your opinion, what does the 3D add or take away? Well, as I say, I mean, it's you have to use... So it stopped being a, a single input game because it's a dual input game now. So like the first game, there's no buttons to press, but you've got one stick to move your character and one stick to move the camera. You have to move the camera. Uh, it's not optional because you you can't leave the camera static because you can't see what's coming. So the uh, you know it moves. The, the the camera moves in full full 3D so it moves on the x and y axis and imagine that if you put the playfield under a, a glass bowl the camera can move you know a semicircular glass bowl the camera can move at any point across that glass bowl but the glass bowl only sits over sort of 70% of the area um so you see the stuff outside of that by pointing the camera so that it, you know, it's looking into the distance. It's really hard yeah, yeah. to describe. <laughs> really, really hard. It's, it's very easy to understand visually when you're playing it. The visual language of the game is is easy enough. Um, but yeah, it, it really does require that. So you those a, a really good example is it's easy to it's easy to see in your peripheral vision the laser firing things. You know the ones that fire the great big lasers right across the screen. Yeah, it's it's not easy to see when they're going to fire. Um, you have to be very aware of that. Um, even harder than that, the rocket guys that come on the little like bullet bill, they can. If you're at the edge of the screen, they can just appear. Um, there'll be a, a little exclamation mark that's saying they're going to arrive. Yeah, but they can just you know you can miss that, and because you haven't got the camera pointing in the right angle. They can come in and you won't see them. Um, and then there's those clamps. There's like the spiky clamps that yes. come together. Yeah. They're at the moment, they're the hardest thing for me because they are right at either edge of the your visible area. Sometimes you don't see them at all. Uh, and then wham, they've got you. So yeah, it's really, really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And you have to keep that camera in motion all the time to make sure you're seeing everything that's happening and trying to do that whilst navigating your character it, yeah it's it's a real challenge um mm. good as i say a really good game but a very hard game and 
I think it's hard to evaluate how tight the mechanics are until I've played it on something that where I can get a solid 60 frames per second or above, really. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think it's very hard to improve on what the original Don't Die Mr. Robot was. I think it's, for its cost and for what it does, I thought it was absolutely perfect. I, I, you know, I, I don't think I ever played it and went, oh, do you know what this needs? 3D. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, but, you know, Mike and uh, the team, they've made some really good games. And if they want to be experimental, I'm all for that because they're trying something. They're trying to see what they can do with it. And I'm always, yeah, if you want to try something, go for it. And they've earned the right to, to try something. And I hope it works out for them. But I said, I'm going to buy it regardless because I want to reward them for the joy they've given me. But I could see why this might not be a success compared... Well, they've never had the success that they deserve, uh, which is unfortunate. And I can see why this might not be, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, me too. It's very much a wait and see. I'll definitely be buying it as well um, to reward them. I think there's a lot of good in it. And we'll just see for the rest. And if you haven't bought Don't Die, Mr. Robot, buy the 2D version. Uh, because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, a game you can put on, if you've not played it in like months, put on, still know what you're doing. You can set a challenge and t- take it. Take it from the one time, number one, Don't Die Mr. Robot player in the world. Just just want to point that out. Number one <laughs> at some point. Sorry, I'm just halfway across the room trying to plug in my controller because I'm desperate to see what it, what the 3D game runs like on my PC. <laughs> Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just point out again, the one time number one player in the world. When there were three people online. Oh, sorry. Whoa, there was 20 odd people. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow. I well know. Well done. Uh, I beat the developers out and someone from the forum. Awesome. So That's pretty good. I don't know where I am now. <laughs> I think I've dropped down the list now. Probably. Uh, but... So, from the bright colours and visuals of 3D Don't Die Mr. Robot with loads of bright colourful fruit and monsters and robots and stuff like that. We're going to go down, down, down into the deepest, darkest depths of the dungeon for a second time because I've been playing Darkest Dungeon 2. Now it's been released on Steam. I assume you're aware of the original Darkest Dungeon, Stu? Peripherally, yeah. I've... Yeah, you've never... It's not one I imagine you've ever played. Certainly not. No. So, the original Darkest Dungeon was uh, basically a a turn-based combat dungeon crawler type thing where you had to do a lot of squad management a la the XCOM games. And it dealt with things like stress and mental health and, and things like that in there. And you had to find ways to help your characters with their mental health. Some issues they'd get would give them benefits. Others would be negative traits and all loads of different things like that. And it was it was really, really good. But I, I had troubles with the in-between parts, the actual managing the between like dungeon runs. Um, I felt it was a bit too overwhelming. So, Darkest Dungeon 2's come out and they've turned it into a roguelite. Now, stay with me, Shu. Okay. Oh, <laughs> No, right, so it's what they've done with this is they've completely streamlined what I would call the boring bits. Um, so now, instead of having to grind your way for 30, 40 hours to get decent enough squads to take out into a dungeon run, 
basically you pick four characters uh, from a roster and you start fresh every time. Um, and you build them up as you go, as you would in a roguelike. Um, and it works because of it. It's taken out the horrible grind and you still get all the different traits. You, you know, characters can become resentful. Uh, they can get stressed. Um, when they hit a stress level, they could have a meltdown, lose all their health, or they become resolute and, like, gain extra health and extra buffs and things like that. It's got all those bits in there. But now, you kind of ride this um, this stagecoach down through a level, um, and you follow this level in a Slater Star Aspire-style map. Um, so you choose which way you want to go, what events there'll be, stuff like that. Um, and then you go in... And you still do usual battles against, like, minion-type enemies. And then you might get boss enemies. And you work your way to fight a big boss. Um, and, yeah, it's it's absolutely wonderful. It has taken, I think, the best bits of Darkest Dungeon. Kept those and improved on them, in my opinion. And got rid of the grind to make it a much more accessible game. But not an easier game. Which is what it could... That was the danger. If they made it accessible and easy, they would lose so many fans. But they've made it accessible, but kept the difficulty. Um, and it's one where I think the roguelite element works perfectly for a sequel. Um, honestly, if you still prefer the management side of it, the first game is still totally got all that. Uh, you can play that to your heart's content and it doesn't feel old. Uh, but this is another way of onboarding, and it onboards much, much easier than Darkest Dungeon did. And I, I've been playing a good number of hours of this since it came out four days ago, I think, at, at the time of recording. Uh, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, its visual style is amazing. The gameplay is spot on. They've made it... They've they considered handhelds or smaller screens now because text is readable, which was a big problem in the first one. Um, so, again, that makes it easier to play for me. And, yeah, I just absolutely have fallen for this game in a big way over the past few days. Nice, yeah. That's uh, that's good. The streamlining thing sounds like quite a critical... Not critical as in criticism. As in important. <laughs> An important yeah. change that they made, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And it's uh, like... I know when some people, they're a fan of a game at the start, they hear streamline, they're like, oh, God, yeah, they're just going to take out the bits I like. Um, it's a different game. It's not... The main part of the battles are Darkest Dungeon, but, again, it's not... You're not losing out by not playing this one if you only like... If, you, if you're a big fan of the, the XCOM-style base building, so to speak, that you get with it, or squad grinding. Um, if you like that side of it, then, yeah, okay, this might not be for you. Um, but for someone who didn't get on with that, and that's what put them off playing a lot more Darkest Dungeon than they wanted to play. This is, yeah, this is everything I want from a Darkest Dungeon game. Um, and for me, this is how you do a sequel as well. It's not just more of the same. They've taken the core of the game and they've built something else around it to make a proper sequel that keeps the theme, keeps everything, but it's a different game. Um, and it means that if you did like the first game, you're not, you still got it. You're not like everyone's suddenly moving to this one, um, and you're going to miss out of it because they've changed everything, like, because it's similar, but not what you like. It's a completely different game in many respects. Um, and yeah, 
this, this one is for me um, over the first one. Others might still prefer the first one. That's your choice. But yeah, this is brilliant. I love it. Nice. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I really like it when when things move on like that. And they keep the core of what got you interested in that series in the first place, but they move things forward in in the right way. Uh, yeah. It doesn't happen enough, but I'm glad, I'm glad that it's happened here for you. Yeah. yeah, no, it's brilliant. And it's got a wonderful narrator as well, um, who's very poetic and dark. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But yeah, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. If you do like roguelites, it's definitely something for you. If you like dungeon crawlers, it's there for you. Tactics games, it's there for you. Um, but not a deck in sight. So it doesn't quite hit Brad Bingo. Ah, <laughs> true. <laughs> not quite there yet. <laughs> Maybe the next game. Um, yeah, definitely. So what you've been playing on your Walkman show? Uh, <laughs> that's a good segue I like it so on my Walkman actually just before we go on to that uh, I've, I have just been playing 3D Don't Die Mr. Robot on my PC just to see what it's like that's how interested I am by the way you are <laughs> you're doing it as well no I said that's how interested I am that you was playing a game while I was talking <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah fascinated but uh, <laughs> no I'm still tracking it I'm still tracking it I, I can multitask um, yeah no it's it's a lot it's a lot better, obviously. It runs smoother. It's still got judder when it starts up, but it's smooth when it's running. But um, it's much easier to see on my yeah. on my big screen. Like there seems to be more surface area, and not just because it's a bigger screen. So I'm gonna have to like do a side by side comparison. But yeah, uh, my initial thing is if you're buying it, don't don't expect to play it on the Steam Deck day one. <laughs> Definitely not. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. But so what are you be playing on your cheap knockoff Iowa deck player? Yes, so player. my cheap Iowa, uh, yeah, thingy. <laughs> um, I did buy a Walkman. Um, I saved up and got one when I was when I was young, when I was about 16. I had, I, had, I had whatever the cheapest one out of Index was, I think. Yeah, yeah. Most, most of the ones I had were like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember it was... They were beasts, weren't they? They were. <laughs> the, the the proper Walkmans, Walkmen, were just so good. Like, from an engineering perspective, they were so good. They just lasted forever. Whereas your Iowa yeah. ones, they died. They were such false economy because they died after, like, a year. But, um... Before, before we get into the game, could I just go... Could I just go a bit Daily Mail GB News for a second? If you must. Ah, oh, do you know what? If you bought a Walkman out today, it'd have to be called a Walk Person because of the woke. <laughs> Carry on. Person. I like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sony should do that just to piss everyone off. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yeah. But to put <laughs> to put in your uh, put in your obviously into your. This is the longest segue ever. I know, right? A good one though. But yeah, if you want to put something in your Walk Person, you're going to put in a, a cassette and. Bardi Bardi Bar, Segway, Connection, Cassette Beasts. Yay. Yay. So, yeah, we've been playing Cassette Beasts, haven't we? Uh, unbeknownst to one another, just separately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't really say a lot about it. It's Pokemon, but with a different skin. Um, <laughs> but in a good way. And it's all it's right. It's much better. I, yeah. I'm, I, it's the best Pokemon game. I don't know what I expected from it, but... I just find it really boring. I just find it really boring. But it's that's me. That's not the game. 
I that's that sort of game, isn't it? You're not a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. The story's kind of like not there for me. Although it's the place is called New Wirral, which is amazing. <laughs> I know that made that's me laugh. Astonishing <laughs> that is. So anyone who doesn't live in the UK, uh, the Wirral is a peninsula that's sort of between Wales and uh, and Liverpool, and uh, it's near where I live. And um, is it having you, you Brighton in it? <laughs> yeah, New Brighton exists. <laughs> you, you Brighton, it was. You, New Brighton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just having <laughs> that like, name checked is really strange, but ace. So, um, yeah, but what did you think of it? So, basically, I, I look at this. This is what, if Game Freak actually cared um, to develop the original Pokemon system somewhat, this is what they could have ended up with. Um, because it's Pokemon, but fresh. Um, it's It does things that Pokemon doesn't. It doesn't feel stale. It is a Pokemon game uh, in many, many ways. Uh, but also, in other ways, it isn't. Um, I, I, I've played, like, when I was, like, 5, 10, 15 minutes into it, I was very much, oh, yeah, this is Pokemon, this is Pokemon. Um, an hour or so in, I was, like, forgetting that this is... Uh, pokemon style game it was just its own game um and yes it has many of the trappings and you can't get away from the fact it's pokemon with a different skin in many ways but it is the best pokemon for the last let's say 25 years yeah yeah um you know red blue um yellow those ones were all brilliant they were at the time um and honestly, I don't think they've ever been bettered by Game Freak, personally. Um, I still, every now and again, pop back to a very old uh, save of uh, Red that I've got. Um, and I I, I play that. Um, yeah, I've managed to uh, keep my save and get it transferred onto a... Um, onto a, like a normal file so I could knock it around whatever system I've got. Still pop back to that. The other games, I never really bothered. Didn't really care too much because it was the same game. This, though, yeah, really, really like it. Uh, they have missed a trick, though, because you can fuse um, different cassette beasts together um, and they didn't call it a mixtape, oh, yeah. which I felt was disappointing. That is a shame. Uh, but that's my only criticism. Uh, they could do that for the sequel if there's a sequel. Yeah. They, yeah, they can take that. Based on the, I think it's their Twitter or it might have been on Steam, it looks like it's doing really, really well. Good numbers. Mm. So, yeah, it would have been a 10 out of 10 for me, but because they didn't use mixtape, it's a 2 out of 10. I'm sorry. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, drop right down uh -huh. the rankings. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 lovely. Everything about it is charming. Um, it does get dark in places, I will say that. Um, not like overly dark, like child's cartoon dark. Um and, but, the, yeah, the battle system, I think, works really well. Um, I felt like with Pokemon, you could brute force your way through battles and not really care about a lot of it. Um, whereas this feels like it's got slightly extra layers and you have to consider your buffs and everything a little bit more. Animals are in the open as well. So, as you're travelling, you come across other beasts. They're all in the open, so they're all in the world. and So, you're not, like, going, oh, I'm walking through this grass... Oh, now I've been surprised or anything like that. So it's taken all the bits that don't work with Pokemon and sort of improved on it. Uh, but it's not just about that. Whilst you're in the overworld, in your human form, because you transform into the beasts, 
Yep. Um, they're not actually fighting the beasts themselves. You take their powers and transfer into them because you copy them. And, you know, it's you've got to play it. Um, so again, I don't want to go too much into story and ruin anything. Um, but there's lots of puzzles and things like that to do in the overworld. Um, and what's really good is once you've got a beast's ability, and one of my biggest pet hates with Pokemon was always, oh, you've got the ability to swim, but you've got to make sure you've got that particular Pokemon equipped. You might have a flying Pokemon and a swimming Pokemon type one in your actual inventory that you carry around with you, but it's the one that's equipped has to be the one to help you do that task. Like, you've got to have the Pokemon with Slash to cut down bushes. Not just have it in your pocket, you've got to actually have it. Whereas this goes, well, once you've learned that base skill, you can do it. So, yeah, brilliant, well done. Um, let's do that. And it's got a diverse range of characters as well. Yeah. Because, would you believe it, you know, there are black people in the world, and you get those in this one as well. Yeah. Um, there's no helplessness. I mean, I'm a bit harsh on... Um, on Pokemon there because, you know, Misty is there for a damsel in distress as such. Um, Jesse, yeah, Jesse is as equal to James in Team Rocket and everything like that as well. So I will say, you know, in terms of gender equality, they've always been pretty okay there. Uh, but it feels a lot more diverse in terms of skin colour and stuff like that for one. Um, and you can choose your pronouns as well. So well done. Good for them. Yep on that one yep and yeah I just I, I like it the characters are fun uh, like the different like cassette beasts are there they, like the way you can mix them they, they all create something unique um, and there's not 8 million of them um, so it feels a bit more confined in a good way but yeah I absolutely love it I've only a few hours in a couple of hours in to it so far it's one I'm gonna do like I played the original Pokemon where Half hour here and there, every day, or once a week, couple of times a week, whatever. I'm just going to in and out, in and out, play it, enjoy it, let it take its time. But it is absolutely wonderful and better than any Pokemon since the first. There you go. Yep. I think it's going to appear in a lot of people's top ten lists this year, I reckon. Yes. I don't think it's going to be anyone's game of the year, personally. But if there's a category for is anything finally better than Pokemon that's going to be a success, this will be number one. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it doesn't have the word mod in it as well, which so many clones have in some yeah. way. And it's like, get, get away from the actual pocket monsters thing, which is what this does. Yeah. Um, it's beautifully coloured as well. And it shows that you can, you don't have to go fully 3D to up to, like, to improve the game which was always the argument with Pokemon that it had to go 3D to do something different. Didn't, just needed to be a bit different at times and evolve the, uh, for a game that's about evolution, it didn't really evolve all that much. Yeah. True, yeah. Cool, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. Not for me, but definitely a good one. Um, I've got nothing else to say. Um, we haven't played, I said, we haven't played yet. Stu hasn't played yet. Zelda. I will at some point way down the line. I've got too many games to play. I'm playing a game that I can't talk about yet fully um, called Planet of Lana. Um, and I've got no need to play Breath, uh, Breath of the Wild. No, the other one. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. 
because I'm playing Planet of Lana. Um, and I will say now ahead of time, without doing full coverage, we may be talking Game of the Year territory here. Nice. Um, oh, I like it. But you've got to wait another two weeks before I can properly cover it. Um, wow. But it's two weeks. That's too long. Yeah, I got it very early. Um, but yeah, what's the my embargo? It's like 23rd of May, I think, the embargo. Uh, but yeah, it's it's wonderful. I absolutely love it. I've even passed my notes on to the developers. I went straight back to the PR and went, can you send this note to the developers? I really, really like this game and I need to tell someone. Nice. Well done. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to hearing about that one. I've been playing um, tons and tons of uh, Resident Evil 4 VR, uh, which is just, it's an absolute corker. You know, it's the goat. Uh, it's you know it's not necessarily my greatest of all time but it's definitely up there you know and it's it's just so good in vr it 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 totally changes the way that you do your crowd control the kind of weapons that you want to have in your inventory and weapon switching out it's so good it's like it's the absolute gold standard of how you convert an old game into vr which should be happening constantly in my opinion you know as i've said before anything like that that you can do in first person you pretty much should be able to shift over into VR if it's old, because um, no, because no worries about the power. So it's great. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. But other than that, yeah, it's it's been a good gaming week really, and um, I am kind of looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom as well when I can be bothered to pay for it because I'm cheap. Yeah. Get Tears of the Kingdom out of the way, okay? Should have enough time. Two weeks if you hammer it every day. Get it out of the way, right? Then get ready for Planet Alada. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will take you up on that, definitely. But yeah, yeah, in all, the meantime, all people that listen. <laughs> in the meantime, follow us on all the socials and join our Discord if you fancy conversation about any topic you like, including games. And in the meantime, until next week, stay safe and stay safe.